You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it is Chris Meany, and it's you, and it's a nice day for DFS. I know, I'm in New Jersey, it's raining all week here. Just rain, rain, that's all it is. Snuck in a little pool yesterday, Chris, with the kiddos. That was fun. But uh, it doesn't feel like summer yet, although uh, it certainly does feel like summer for you because you were enjoying some baseball yesterday in the Rogers Center where balls were flying out, weren't they? (laughs) Yeah, they were. We saw some fireworks for sure. (laughs) We thought we might. Early for July 4th, especially in Canada. Oh, yes, absolutely. The roof was open at the Rogers Center and balls were flying out of there. I mean, Justin Upton's first swing of the season. It was a, it was a moonshot to left, so that was nice. He hit a home run. You had Otani. I had Trout. Uh, Calhoun hit a home run. It was a big day for the Angels and not a big one for Edwin Jackson. Jays fans uh, fed up. Raptor fans fired up with the parade yesterday and did not want to see Edwin Jackson pitch like that. And they had no choice. So, um, yes. Well, I mean, I think it's time for Edwin Jackson to hang it up or for Toronto to go. I mean, there's got to be right. somebody in the organization they can bring up and, and you know, maybe get a competitive game out of. But until they, you know, they stop rolling out there, you know, it's just it's, it's easy money. Yeah, uh, really and as, as Chris said, we got uh, the home run calls right. Not one, but two. So Chris had Trout. I had Otani. They both went yards. So put that on the board. That's uh, mm-hmm. two for us, one for each of us. So we're having a really strong June after a very strong May. We're doing very well. I think we're somewhere in the 50 percentile at least. Oh, I mean, that's pretty ridiculous when you consider Put <laughs> you it know, on the board. Night, how many guys? Yes. yes. So there you go. Uh, a quick uh, fly around from yesterday's action too. Uh, the A's were disappointing. They were. I know. I'm there with you. I was equally disappointed. I got off to such a red hot start in tournaments with that angel lineup. And I was like, all right, let's go. Oakland, finish the job off. I'm right there. I'm at every pay line, every stuff. And then they just didn't show up. And uh, that was unfortunate. So uh, bad job there by us on the A's. But we predicted uh, fires as line. We did. Yeah, it's like, we did. We were. He's like exactly six and two thirds. I mean, two runs were unearned. He, he, so he yeah. only allowed three hits. So again, he just continues to only allow three or four hits, especially at home, lower the ERA at home. 4K got the W. And he did, he, you know, last year he was money in the second half. It was very frustrating because I owned a lot of season long shares of him coming into this year because how good he was in the second half. Yeah. And he was just bad in the first month of the season. I'm just like, oh, you know what? I don't have time for this. I've been through this with him before. I can't do it. And then he's been excellent. He's like a walking quality start. And speaking of uh, yeah. great starts, Tanaka last night was brilliant against the uh, the Rays. We talked about him being very much in play there. Uh, but he had a he exceeded my expectations for sure. Just dominant eight scoreless innings for him. A lot of strikeouts too. That's what you want. Uh, look, uh, we talked about Wade Miley piling up on him. Then <clears throat> you got the W there. Uh, Castillo wasn't great. Too many walks in that start, but he did get the W. That's mm-hmm. all that matters. Get those yeah. wins. That's what happens. Soroka got the win also over Wheeler. Um, <clears throat> Robinson Cano actually went yard in this one. Ronald Acuna again. I mean, the guy is just I the mean, Braves red are hot. And we talked about what did we talked about with the Braves yesterday. Albies and Acuna. Well, you got Albies yeah. and Acuna. He got he got a home run in each of those starts. We were right about Clevenger too. Um, you know, Clevenger 
when I, you know, what, how, I don't know how many pitches he had in the game. I got to look at the pitch count, but he, uh, you know, didn't last that long. Had some moments where he looked good, but Lance Lynn, of course, was able to jump on him, and uh, Lance Lynn came away with the W. So if you faded Clevenger, that was positive. I'll, I'll tell you what, Chris, this is I did not see coming. I didn't see Rick Porcello not only matching Barrios, but actually besting him. He comes away with the W here. One run in the first inning was all Barrios gave up. He was brilliant, went through eight innings, but Porcello was better. Uh, unbelievable start for Porcello. It's not going to change my opinion of him, but especially against the Twins in Minnesota, this was incredible for me. Yeah, very, very impressive. Looked like the old Porcello because he had those starts before, you know, the the complete games or the eight innings where he didn't give up a whole lot. And I was he was floating around in, in the league. I was going to pick him up in season long. And then I was looking at the game log. It was just way too many walks. I saw the twins in the schedule. I'm like, no, thanks. I'm not dealing with this. And so that was uh, very surprising. Definitely uh, wrong about that. Would never pick Porcello against the twins. Even again today, you give me that opportunity. I wouldn't do it. But Clevenger, 91 pitches, 57 for strikes. So, yeah, it was exactly what we thought. You know, he would rack up a few Ks and he racked up seven. But he only went four and two thirds, and you know that's part right. of it when you strike out a lot. And, that's the problem. You know, you're coming your first back, first start back with three walks as well. Yeah. But the, how about the Braves? I mean, I think it's nine straight games they've scored at least five runs. I mean, this team is just absolutely feeling it right now. Yeah. They're about to get Dallas Keuchel this week. I wonder if they, you know, we've been talking about Bumgarner, sure Houston, the Braves. If the Braves were able to, you know, get Bumgarner. Well, that's and another that good be, landing spot, and really, they've got the pieces yeah, too, just like do. Houston. Houston's got the pieces to move. They've got the Forrest Whitley's and Josh James of the world, and and now that Jordan Alvarez is up there too, Kyle Tucker, I think, is a little expendable. Yeah, and it's just you know they they Houston gives them the best package, I think. Although Atlanta's got some guys too in there, and that's yeah. just something that they can certainly add in as well. But either way, that would Bumgarner is going to be the crown jewel to move next, and that'll be fascinating to watch. Unless Cleveland unloads Bauer. Which that's another one. It's possible, yeah, for sure. I mean, they should on. be yeah. selling. Yeah, they sh- absolutely should be selling. Uh, this is my favorite highlight of the night: Matt Carpenter bunting for a double. Oh, <laughs> uh, he bunted against the shift. I don't know if you saw this, but it was amazing. So great, he bunted against the shift and got a double out of it, and the ball barely got to the cutout by shortstop. It was awesome. I love it. More of it, please. That's called yeah. baseball. If they're going to do it to you, if they're going to line up like that, mm-hmm. absolutely. I've seen it a few times so far this season. I mean, I remember when Mike Moustakis did in the playoffs when the Royals were making their run. I mean, he bunted down the line. He didn't get the double. But, I mean, if they're going to give it to you, then sure. Why not, man? I think that there's a lot of skill involved in that, to, to bunt down the line like that when, you know, they're giving you the shift and you can make a double out of it. Good on you. Yeah, Carpenter. I mean, why not? Yeah. Uh, also, uh, we talked about low-cost uh, building block guys yesterday, and one of them was... Jorge Soler. And what did Jorge Soler do, Chris Meany? Did he go yard? He did it indeed in the eighth inning. Two-run go-ahead shot there. So, nice return on investment on FanDuel. He was 3K, I believe, if memory serves, last night. So Yes, he was. Very good. Lucchese beat the Brewers. That was also another positive there. We like that matchup for Lucchese against Chassin, uh, especially since it was in San Diego. So, a lot of good things there. I mean... It was a good day for the pod for sure yesterday. It was. And Machado went yard again, too. He's heating up. And I saw, I don't know if it happened yesterday or just over the weekend, but I saw a Line Star post where one of the Line Star, uh, I'm assuming it's, you know, one of the Line Star app uh, subscribers or people hit the $50,000 DraftKings uh, number one in the tournament. So congratulations. I'm not sure who it was, but congratulations. I just saw the thing on Facebook. I forgot. I don't, I should use the name of the person or not. I don't want the, you know, the tax people coming after him <laughs> <But> congrats, <laughs> or her or yeah. her. 
So yeah. uh, congratulations. And what are you doing with your time? Go download the Lion Star app. We got football coming around uh, before you know it. Make sure you go get the football black book too on Amazon by myself and a host of other geniuses uh, like Chris Meany as well, who did the DFS chapter. Get you all prepped for football season, everything you need to know for your season long, your DFS, everything. So go get your black book also. And it's a new day. Yes, it is. So let's start after it. So we're going to get uh, take two on the Arietta Corbin game. because <laughs> We are. We're, and it still looks like it may try. not get in. I, honestly, <laughs> like- I wouldn't think much of this one either. I don't think it's going to happen. So everything we said yesterday, just go back and listen. Uh, yeah. Mitch Keller against Daniel Norris. Um, your thoughts on this one, because, you know, looking at this, when we talk about where we're looking for offense and some opportunities there, you know, I, I don't, I don't love Mitch Keller. I know he's had some moments there. How do you feel about the fact that he's five, five? Yeah, I like that. I, I feel you know, like he's so cheap. <laughs> yeah. So cheap. There's a lot of stud pitchers today and there's some value to be had. And this is, this is definitely one of them. I mean, the Tigers are just so brutal. It's, it's hard to imagine, you know, them four years ago with Scherzer and Verlander and Miggy. And I know, you know, Victor Martinez is near the end of his career, but he was obviously still like potent. This team is just, they can't win. They can't hit. And Mitch Keller just, I feel like he just had a couple bad, you know, we'll chalk up his first start, maybe to some nerves. He had a really bad first inning in Cincinnati, but then he like, I thought he was fine after that. He, he had seven strikeouts. Out of the gate, which says right. to me it's nerves. That's what yeah. it says to me. And then his, like, first, and then his jumpy. next start is in Atlanta. And you know what? They've been doing to teams all year. Oh, so yeah, a little yeah. jumpy for sure. So now he has an opportunity. If he can get through the first inning against a mediocre Detroit lineup, maybe we can see something here out of Mitch Keller. Well, look, at 6-9 on DK, if you're going to pair him with Verlander tonight. And, yeah. You know, I don't hate it. And I'll no, tell you I what, we either. talk about we talk about lining lineup builder alert. Okay, we're going to do this yeah. now. We're just going to call it the lineup builder alert on FanDuel. Brian Reynolds is 3-3. Guy's had a heck of a year in the two. Oh, he's, he really has. Yeah, he's, he's been unreal. He's been outstanding, and I don't think he gets enough credit. And I think tonight's matchup there for him against Daniel Norris is a good one. Uh, let's move on here. Let's go uh, take two here. Jay Happ against uh, the Rays. Stanek's going to open this one. I know Hap has given the illusion of being better lately. Uh, he's supposed to get Stanton back tonight. Now Stanton's going to be 4K, so that's a positive there on FanDuel side. On the DK side, he's 5-2 already, oh, which yeah, I yeah. wish they would give you a little bit of a break. Is his first game back. Uh, you know, he's a Yankee. They can't do it. I mean, like I, I said, Upton yesterday, they can get do it for him. 3-9. I know he's not the same type of player but still a, you know a guy that's been hurt all year three nine all of a sudden stanton's been hurt all year he's five two there's no i'm not going to be in on stan tonight at five two no i'm not either but let's talk about how this affects the rest of the lineup because now stanton goes in the three hole sanchez in the four edwin encarnacion on the five that is a tremendous opening and i think what it's going to do is guys like dj lemay who is leading off that is a that is a big spot for him now i mean he's three seven on the fan duel side aaron hicks goes down to the sixth spot gleber torres at seven so Hicks and Torres at 3-3 three, three and 3-5 three, on FanDuel. I, I think if you want the ancillary pieces, it's going to be it's going to be very uh, doable, I think, tonight with the Yankees for the, the secondary bats in this lineup now. Because once you get these, that middle of the order is so good now with Stanton, Sanchez, and Carnacion. Someone's going to be on base. Someone's going to be there. It's going to be RBI opportunities for Hicks and Torres, or guys are going to get walked and pitched around. And not that you want to pitch around these guys to get to Torres and Hicks, but at the same time, I don't know if you have a choice. So I really like the value you're getting from the latter half of the Yankee lineup tonight in terms of return on investment. What do you think about this one? What do you think about Hap? Um, I, normally, I may take a shot on Hap, but on a night like tonight, I don't think it's really worth it. There's a lot of studs going around tonight. Yeah, I know the Rays I have a high strikeout against left-handed pitching, but 
I, I'll, I'll shy away here. Um, just be, again, because there's just so much value across the board. This Yankees lineup, I mean, they're going to get judged back later in the week, too. Uh, man, it's just, it's going to be tough. Yeah, that, for it's any a formidable pitcher. lineup. You know, poor, poor Kendrick Morales, right? He's, he's going to be, he's going to get released again. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's he going to find another like, team. Well, look, right now, here's where it's at because you're going to have Encarnacion, you're going to have Voigt. I mean, there's just no spot for him. No, there so, is. Right. So, I mean, and, and you got Didi back. All of a sudden now, this lineup is monstrous. I mean, absolutely monstrous. And LeMayu, I give him credit. I never thought he'd hit outside of core as he has. And he's I got a 311 if, average. It's top 10 in baseball. Yeah, yeah. And he was always terrible. His splits were god awful. So, yeah. I would say, you know, tonight, I think it's DJ LeMayu and the ancillary, ancillary pieces, and you let the middle disorder go because of how expensive they are. If you want to take one guy, I'd probably go with Encarnacion. If you're going to pay up for the one, I just feel like that's the best uh, best opportunity you have. All right, let's go with Tyler Skaggs and Marcus Stroman. So we're back with uh, Toronto and, and the A uh, and look, the Angels. And uh, I mean, what's your take on this one? Because Skaggs is a guy that on a night like tonight with the eight five kind of salary on DK. He's right on that borderline, but I'm going to take a pass here. How about you? Yeah, again, I think there's other value. There's a couple pitchers in the mid range and around here that I that I'm willing to take shots on. I I, I don't think this game is going to have the same kind of effect. We saw 15 runs yesterday and two fly ball pitchers, um, but Stroman keeps the ball on the ground, 57% ground ball rate. Does a really good job of just limiting the damage, even though the Angels are a better team against right handed pitching. So I and for Skaggs. I mean, it's not an awful matchup. The Jays have a top six strikeout. I mean, they have the worst average in baseball. They they don't have a lot really going for them. Um, so it's not an awful play, but I just think there's value elsewhere across the board. So I, I feel good about the Angels, you know, as road dogs, but uh, on the money line, but, but maybe not Skaggs or Stroman on the on DFS side. All right, I feel great about paying up, and I never like to pay up this much, but Justin Verlander at 11-9 and then 12 on FanDuel, yeah. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. It's a National League matchup in a National League ballpark uh, where they're not familiar with him. No DH for the Reds. You know, it's look, this is going to be a tough night for them. Uh, it's, <laughs> it just really and they know is. it, too. On the Reds yeah. podcast that I helped produce, WARP in Cincinnati, they were looking at this schedule and they're like, we better take advantage of Wade Miley on Monday because we got Verlander and Cole <laughs> to yeah. follow. Uh, and they know, yeah. yeah, the Reds have just not been good offensively. I think they've scored the fewest runs in the National League. So this is for sure. Give me all the Verlander cash tournaments. I'll make it work. Yeah, I, well, that's the whole thing. That's why I brought up Keller because he's so cheap. It really does offset the cost a little bit. If you think he can get the W at least, and I think he can against Daniel yeah. Norris, then he's in play. Then you got Jacob deGrom who's out there as the fade. But I'll tell you what, like he's 10-3 on DK. The FanDuel price for uh, deGrom, I'll bring it up in a second here. But against the Braves, it's 10-4. So basically the same price on both sides. And I'll tell you what, man, the Braves have been so good. I It's not that I don't think DeGrom can beat Tehran. I think he can. Of course he can. He's a better pitcher, and he yeah. can outduel him. The question is, can the Mets score enough runs, and can anybody stop this Braves offense, no matter how good the pitcher is? And I'll tell you what, I think it's enough of a question where I get from an ownership perspective, maybe people like to get into it. I'm going to pass on DeGrom tonight, too, in favor of Verlander and Cash, for sure. Yeah, me too. I can't get there. Um, 
you know, there is something to be said about if you're a multi-tournament player. We've said this before. If you're somebody who likes to take some some weird shots, and, you know, this isn't all that weird because it is Jacob deGrom, and he had a start against Atlanta earlier in this year where he had 9K through 5, and he did get hit around a little bit, walk some guys. That was early on in the season when he was struggling. Um, but, you know, there's some upside there. He could win you a tournament. You know, you'll probably get him with a low ownership with Verlander and, and Kershaw on the hill, you know, more expensive. And some value down the board, you know, potentially with Woodruff and, and Flaherty, we'll, which we'll get to. But he's, I can't get there. So maybe one share, but I can't get there. Definitely not a cash game play. Um, he's he's a fade. This Braves lineup is just, it's just too hot, Joe. And just, All right. Now, the Line Star app really likes Cole Hamels here against Ivan Nova. He's their second best return on investment tonight uh, on the FanDuel side, which is, you know, uh, more of an indictment of on Nova than anything else. So are you getting involved here with the Cubs lineup as well against Nova tonight? Yeah, I think you should. I think it's a I think it's a decent cash option. I know that a lot of the guys are, are expensive in that lineup. But again, on FanDuel, there's definitely um, some value to be had with Kyle Schwarber atop the lineup 3-2. He's been hitting some home runs lately. Javier Baez is only 3-7. I think that's a steal. He definitely stands out to me on the FanDuel side as well. So those are the two I'm looking at. And, you know, if you can find a way to stack one through four or two through four, I'm not crazy about Jason Hayward. I think you do it. I mean, Bryant Rizzo and Baez against a high-contact pitcher Nova, I think it's a strong play. Now, you know, just real quick to go back to that Braves game because I think we kind of glossed over it a second. Uh, you know, on the on DK, the Braves are super expensive, even though it's still DeGrom. So it's it's kind of a hard pass anyway. I think that's why I kind of just went and glossed over it. But on FanDuel, you got Acuna at four and Albies at three, five still. They're still very, very much in play, I think, against DeGrom. And there's another spot where if you're looking to get a little strange, guys who are red hot, I know DeGrom's spectacular, but at the same time, these guys are swinging hot bats. It's worth a shot. I think the value is good enough where you get a decent return. Zach Plesak against Adrian Sampson tonight in Texas, uh, Cleveland on the road here. Now, Plesak's had some good starts. The last one, not so good, five and a third. Uh, but I always feel like Arlington's not the best spot. I, I'm I'm concerned there. I really like the potential of the middle of this order here where you get Andrews, Mazzara, and Cabrera, especially Cabrera on the left side where he has more power uh, against Plesak tonight at home. You could even put Chu uh De Shields, Andrews, Mazzara, Cabrera, all four of those guys at the top in this mix tonight against Plesak. It's not that I'm, it's not that I don't think Plesak's a decent pitcher. I think this ballpark is tough. And I think you add that in with the fact that you've got some real formidable lefties in the first, you know, four out of the five guys uh, potentially here in the lineup, three out of the five, excuse me. I think that's a lot for him to handle. Yeah, it's t- this is a tough spot for him for sure. And we know all of Texas and anytime they go up against a right-handed pitcher, right? And it's not a yep. lefty. They they have success and at home. So yeah, this is a really tough spot for Plesak. Uh, you know, Cleveland's run total is actually higher than Texas's, which is a little bit of a surprise to me. It was kind of well, the same Adrian thing. Well, Adrian no as good well. either. No, he's you know, not. Adrian's- he's not. But we're giving Texas. We're giving Cleveland a little bit of maybe more credit than they deserve. I don't know. Mercado was good last night. Hit a home run. Jose Ramirez still struggling at the plate. Still no um, home run. Still hasn't yeah. hit a home run. No. since oh what sometime goodness. in may what is going on with him it's, it's uh, homerless it's, it's crazy now but um even still as crazy it is i don't mind taking those shots like i said in tournaments on odor and ramirez because of the cheap value and i know like there still is that potential that they can go yard so no pitchers for me um i would you know attack both pitchers you know samson hasn't been great like you mentioned yeah, he's been giving up some home runs, a high fly ball rate, and he gave up four bombs in his very last start. And he's given up yeah, six there's some in his runs last in this three. One. So, yeah, there'll yeah. be some runs. Attack the over uh, and try to get some bats. I, 
you you nailed it. Chew at the top, Anders, Mazzara. I, I like those three the most. Yeah, and on the other side too, Lindor, Santana. I think those are the two you take out of the other side of this one. I think that's your best bet for runs. And it's weird because the bottom half of that, both of these lineups is a little sketch to begin with. So the fact yeah, that they're... the Cleveland is is high is a five five. I don't get that at all. Uh, it was David very Price similar to them and... yesterday too, and then you know yeah, Lance right. kind of shut them down. Yeah, yeah and I, I don't. I mean, I don't think Adrian Sampson is as good as Lance Lynn necessarily. No, but. I don't know, man. I'm not all I know is if you ask me where to put my eggs, I'm putting it in the in the Texas basket. And I'll give Texas credit too. They haven't folded up the tents when Gallo got hurt. You know, I thought that that might be an issue where they might kind of fold up, but they haven't. You know, they've shown up for games. So, you know, good job by them. And Andrews has really stepped up too recently. Uh David Price versus Michael Pineda. Uh Pineda's at six six on FanDuel. David Price at nine. Now Price will be a, a popular fade, I think, from Verlander tonight. A more popular one, I think, than DeGrom. And over on uh, the DK side, he's 9-1. So this I get because although the Twins are very good, maybe they are hitting a rough patch. I mean, maybe last night is a little symbol of them cooling off collectively. They've been so red hot collectively for so long, they're bound to come down to earth. Mm-hmm. And Pineda eminently hittable. So for me, I, I actually do like Price. Uh, to me, he's the fade that makes a lot of sense in cash uh, when you're talking about um, you know, I don't want to pay. I can't make the offense work that I want to for Verlander. Then I do think Price is the guy to look at. Yeah, I would rather have him than Degrom. Um, I feel that. I agree. Yeah, that's that's where I'd rather go if you're looking to be contrarian, and, and because obviously there is potential there with Price. I, I probably won't go there either, um, but I do get it. Like after seeing yesterday in Porcillo, maybe there maybe there's something there. You're right. Maybe there is a little bit of a rough patch. Um, you know, they're not scoring six, seven runs every single night like we were used to seeing. But if you are going to attack Price or get any of these twins bats, I think it's, you know, Nelson Cruz and CJ Crone. Those are the two guys we've talked a lot about, especially when there's a lefty on the hill. I mean, Crone is just, he's been killing it. Easier to do on the FanDuel side. It's hard to pay up, I think, for, for Cruz 4 9 on DK, but a little easier at 3 9. And then at, on FanDuel with Crone, 3 3 is, he's a good tournament shot tonight. All right, and then the Boston bats. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. Pineda's, <laughs> Pineda's hittable. I mean, I think you get some right. Boston bats in there. I don't think anyone's really thinking about Mookie bats. Like people are, owners are frustrated with Mookie bats. Andrew Benatendi hasn't really done a whole lot at all this year. Um, like those two you guys, know, the top order are cheap. <clears throat> I always looked at Benatendi when I saw him play in minor leagues and stuff, and I said this is going to be a really nice player. And I feel like the fantasy community because he stole bases a little bit all of a sudden completely overrated him into this 25-25 stud who was going to like come on. I, I, I just didn't see that. I no. saw a guy who was going to be a nice player, a really nice complimentary player, and I think people just needed to pump the brakes a little bit with this guy, and I never got it, and I was never – I owned zero shares of Ben Attendee for the first couple of years of his career because, to me, the price was way too high in what the expectation was, and I know he was in a good lineup, and I know he's had some good seasons, but still, Chris, I mean, he's just – I mean, he's not he's not a star. And I guess no. that's the point. And and luckily the price is starting to show that three For six sure. is exactly where he should be. And yeah. on a night like tonight against Pineda, it's a really good value. I would agree with that. Him and Devers in this uh, <clears throat> middle of the order here against Pineda, the lefty righty is a good matchup there for them. And even Xander Bogarts at four, two is also pretty uh, reasonable when you look at that. Now you got Jordan Yamamoto who had a good debut. He's seven, five tonight going against Jack Flaherty. Now Flaherty, Home road splits. Chris, I know you can speak to this as a Jack Flaherty owner. Stark, to say the least. But he's on a good run, and I think this is a great opportunity here for him against the Marlins. 
uh, a middle of the order that is not scary, a predominantly right-handed lineup. I absolutely love him tonight. He is my tournament guy of the night at AK over on FanDuel. I absolutely love him. He's 8-7 on DraftKings. Give me all the Jack Flaherty tonight, my friend. Yeah, I'd play him in cash, too, and you're right about the splits, and they're not good. I mean, 6.68 ERA away from St. Louis, 2.25 at home. Where so he's better at home anyway, everybody. He's got a good yeah. matchup at home against yeah. a young kid who was good in his debut, exactly. but yeah. how is he going to be and, a six-inning pitcher every time? Probably not. Good in his debut and has to face St. Louis again. That's tough for a rookie pitcher. I mean, True, he was really right. good. It was against St. Louis. It I forgot. That's right. Yeah, this was like a week only ago. Gave up St. Louis. Three hits in, in that start through seven and, and five strikeouts. So very impressive, but tough for a young guy to, to go up against the same team four or five days later. St. Louis has already seen him. Some good professional hitters in their lineup. So uh, I'd shy away from him and Jack Flaherty is I'd play him in cash. I'd play him in tournaments. I absolutely love his price. You mentioned the splits. They're for real. And he's up against Miami. So, I mean, Nicholas, right. Had a good day yesterday. Didn't he shut out Miami? So there's an opportunity here for Flaherty right. to give you more strikeouts and maybe a similar line, uh, at least maybe in terms of innings. Yeah, to me, he's a 40, w. he's a 40 point lock on FanDuel tonight. I think yeah, Jack Flaherty's a 40 point lock. And and if you want to get involved with cash games, I can understand that too. I still prefer Verlander in cash because I think he can get to sixty tonight. <laughs> I just think oh, we can that's for a, sure. Yeah, that's a big that's a big divide. You know, yeah, you, get, lot- you know that twenty point difference from a pitcher. That's a whole other offensive great night from somebody. It really but, is. If you can but, find a way to get both of them in on DraftKings, you'll be laughing. I mean, Flaherty from Linestar on the FanDuel side, he's their best value. Yeah, I mean, he's rejected for 34 points. And yeah, I mean, like Hamill's 35, Verlander's 48. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when you go through the projections, I mean, he really just jumps out at you off the page and great matchup, great price. Yeah. All yeah, right. So Senzatella against Merrill Kelly in Arizona here as the Rockies travel to Arizona. Um, look, you know, David Dahl is just 3-5 on FanDuel tonight. I like him a lot against Merrill Kelly. I think he's the best value in this. I think this is more of a one-off for me. I don't think I want to get involved in stacking tonight against Merrill Kelly. I guess you could, but I think there's pretty better decent opportunity. lately. Yeah, even decent lately, and that's why I think I, I fade away from it. What about on the other side? Do you want any bats uh, in Arizona against Colorado tonight? Um, yeah, I think, well, there's I mean, other Peralta offenses I would attack. Yeah, that's he. He's really I feel like you take the two, three, too. five outfielders here with Dahl and Peralta, and that's a really good return, and then you just kind of pass. Yeah, you <laughs> Absolutely. That's what DFS is all about. It's not, you don't have to stack all the time. I mean, you look for value up and down the lineup and there's definitely value there hey, for sure. We didn't stack last night with Solaire. We said Solaire's a one-off. Yeah. You play Solaire, it's a good matchup and boom, he goes yard. So that's, Absolutely. that's what you want. So yeah, you take the value of in two, three hitters in these lineups that are both three, five. I would either, or I, I think I like Peralta slightly more because Sensatella is an 84% contact guy, but I mean, David Dahl has been fantastic over the past six weeks of the season. He's yeah. he's just he's been absolutely unconscious. Yeah, he yeah. really has been so hard to ignore. All right, Gabriel Yanoa against Brett Anderson in Oakland. Do we have the guts to go back to Oakland? I do. I yeah. just can't quit them. I'm going right back at it. I know it didn't work out yesterday, but I'm back because of the value. They're yeah. all in the same price. They're all in the mid threes for the most part, mid to high threes. I, I know it was frustrating last night, everybody. I get it. I'm right there with you. I had them in a bunch of lineups. They were frustrating. The Yankees stuff was good. The A stuff wasn't. But I go back there tonight and I take another shot against uh, Gabriel Yanoa. 
And that's the thing. And that's why, because it didn't work out yesterday, that's why we should like it even more. I mean, there's so much recency bias in DFS. It is, it is is hard to do, do. but you're right. The recency bias is for real. Yeah. If we're, I was all in on them too. They disappointed us. You know, Fires got the win. They got the W on the money line from a betting standpoint, but they didn't do anything from us from DFS. And everybody who was in on Oakland yesterday may just shy away from. So we may just get, maybe that stack is, you know, 20% 20% owned and not 30 or but I think you just continue to take the value with Matt Olson and Chris Davis it just in the meat of that order it's just there's so much upside to be had there um yeah good opportunity I'll be on them for sure from a tournament standpoint hopefully we get them low owned. all right another popular fade from Verlander and I think is going to be our boy Brandon Woodruff who's got strikeout potential he's 9-3 on DK he's going on the road against San Diego so you're not in the ballpark where you're a little worried sometimes about guys going yard he's taking on Logan Allen uh I mean he's 9-3 on FanDuel I just look at this Chris and again I, I see opportunity here for Woodruff especially if you're playing the late slate and I think that's something we can advise tonight because if you could take the Verlanders and DeGroms and even Price out of things and concentrate on the 10 o'clock games there or the late starts, uh, all of a sudden you got the Woodruff-Kershaw kind of thing you could deal with. But I think Woodruff becomes very appealing in that scenario. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. We've been loving Woodruff all year and in tough spots. I mean, you've been yeah. you've been pretty confident with Woodruff against good teams. And not saying San Diego isn't, but this is a great environment for him. It's a low team implied total of 3.7 for the Padres is one of the lowest on the boards. So Woodruff is, I think, a fantastic play on both sites. I'd be fine with him being my number one pitcher on Fandle as as the guy at 9-3. And I'd be definitely fine with pairing him up on DK at 9-3-2. You want to go him and Flaherty. You want to go him and Price to be contrarian. You want to go him and Verlander. Find a way to figure that out. I think you can for sure. Um, absolutely, man. I mean, the Padres have the highest strikeout rate in baseball. So there's a lot of upside. For, for, for Woodruff tonight. Now, Clayton Kershaw is going to be 10-7 tonight on the FanDuel side, and he's at home against the Giants. So, you know, you always love Kershaw in that ballpark at home. The Giants, not a good offense. Sean Anderson's, um, look, this looks like a lock. He's 11.2. It really does. So, yeah. you know, super expensive on DK. On FanDuel, a little bit of a discount, ironically. So I like it better on FanDuel because of the discount. What's your take here on Kershaw against the Giants in Los Angeles tonight? I think it's safe. How would you utilize him? I, I, you know, the strikeouts really haven't been there for him. I mean, 67 and 72, that's not what we're used to seeing from Kershaw. I mean, usually we see, no. a few, we usually see, you know, at least nine caper nine. Um, and the Giants don't strike out a ton. I just, it's safe. It, it really is. I mean, they're the biggest home favorites on the board at minus 260. It's a low team implied total at seven and a half, knowing that Sean Anderson is a gas can and has just given up so much contact and so much, so many home runs this season. Where it's well, the difference just... with Kershaw too is the hits. Like even in, he's given up thirty five hits in the last thirty two innings. That to me yeah, is sixty six more... and seventy two overall. Yeah, uh, that's to me that's even more um, non Kershaw or the Kershaw we remember. And maybe this is what he is now in the latter part of his career, and that's fair. He's still a good pitcher. Yeah. But when you're talking about the price and return on investment, uh, you know, Woodruff has the strikeout upside and, uh, you know, $1,000 difference or $1,400 difference on FanDuel. That's something I think you strongly consider and you look at it and you go, you know what? I think I'll take Woodruff in the bats, you know? Yeah. In the well, that's week. what I mean. Yeah. I would rather take the Dodgers bats against Anderson and then you and then you have Woodruff. Like, I would much rather pay up for Verlander. Let's be honest. There's just more strikeout potential there. So on DK, you just spend the extra $700. And then you just go down the board in Woodruff. You save yourself almost $2,000. You save yourself 
like almost you know three and a half really with Flaherty overall. So those are those are the that's where I'd rather go. And if you're just playing the late slate with a one pitcher, sure you can do Kershaw if you want if you can fit him in and you know in cash. But I think Woodruff is that tournament arm for sure. So he's not a complete fade because the matchup is great. He'll likely get the W, but I just don't see that line that you know that nine to ten k performance where we could get from Verlander, from Woodruff, and from Flaherty. Yeah, I agree. All right, Homer Bailey, last one of the night, going against Yusei Kikuchi, the left-hander on the mound. Like, you know, this is another one, too, where you look at all the hype that Kikuchi had coming into this year, and I was just trying to tell everybody just to relax. You know, He's just, been awful. He's been terrible, you know? I mean, just because a guy's coming over from Japan and he's had some success in Japan doesn't make him a Hideo Nomo. It doesn't make him Darvish. It doesn't make him, you know, that kind of a pitcher necessarily. Or Tanaka. You know, Tanaka's probably been the best one even though Darvish was more dominant for a short period of time, yeah, Tanaka's probably been the best of the group from the last decade, I would say. Would you agree with that? I would agree I mean, with that for of, sure. Yeah, Darvish, Darvish was looking like he was going to be the best, but yeah, you know, just Tommy John obviously just killed him. Too but, many injuries. Yeah, it Even like this Tanaka. first year or two, he had a lot of weird injuries where he would miss big chunks of seasons yeah, and stuff like that. But look, sure. I'm going to go right back to Solaire at 3-3 you on FanDuel tonight. Uh, Whit Merrifield at 3-8. I'm going to stay with that. Now, here's the intriguing thing, too, is now that you've dealt on Carnacion, you've got things of spots are opening up, right? So you've got JP Crawford, Malik Smith, and D Gordon all in the same lineup, which has got to be hellish for a catcher. If these guys get on, because that is a lot of running around. I guess the question is how much faith do you have in Martin Maldonado or how much faith do you have in these guys to get on and against Homer Bailey, three lefties. I I don't love this, but I'm telling you right now, Crawford's two, six Malik Smith is three, three and D Gordon's three. And it'd be hard. I'd be hard pressed to not see two stolen bases from that group tonight. Somehow. (laughs) <laughs> collectively like, i'm just throwing that out there yeah i mean you could even see some bombs from seager vogelback like there's a lot of and we talked about this yesterday up against duffy there's a lot of lefties in this lineup potentially you know as many as six in, in this lineup tonight and i'm not saying to stack seattle but you know if you are playing the late slate and you got it and you are just going all in on kershaw and woodruff you're gonna have to find some value here you just you just and i think to. that's where it is i think yeah. it's the dink and doink mariners tonight in this again this is a very specific one because it's homer bailey but i i, I think you you take the you take the late slate with woodruff or end or kershaw and then i think this is they can do enough offensively potentially against homer bailey where they keep you in it and you can you know hit all the pay lines cash game wise i think that's very doable yeah, and the majority of the home runs Bailey has given up, five of the eight have been against lefties. So, I mean, there's there's an opportunity. We, like, again, you don't need to stack them, but I think there's some good – what we talked about yesterday and earlier in the lineups with, I think, Texas and Cleveland, there's some good standalone value to be had there with Colorado and Arizona. We were talking about that with Dahl and Peralta. There's some good standalone value in Solaire, and Kikuchi's been giving up bombs. And maybe you just get involved here in Seager and Vogelback or some of the speedy guys you talked about at the top against Bailey. I think it's a smart play. I think it's I think it's good strategies to play. All right, speaking of play, let's get to the betting lines. What are you looking at tonight, Chris? All right, let's start up at the top. I don't know if that Philly-Washington game is really going to get going again, so I'm just going to kind of I got fade a bad feel that about one. That. Yeah, yeah. If, if it does get going, if the weather does clear up and there's no JT or Muto or Jay Bruce again, we mentioned this yesterday, I wouldn't. I don't hate Corbin at his price or Washington to win, but it's, it's a little risky with the rain. Got to take the Yankees at home against uh, the Rays for sure. The Angels again on the road. Let's go with Houston on the road with Justin Verlander. there. going to stay away from that Mets and Atlanta game, but I mean, how could, I mean, Atlanta right now, the road road at 
or their home dogs rather. They're plus 110. So the Mets are actually favored to win this game on the road if you want to jump on some value with the Braves and how hot they have been. Not a lot of value with the Cubs. They're huge favorites, minus 250. You're going to have to really lay the juice, get them by a couple runs. I think we'll see the over in, in Cleveland and Texas. And let's wrap it up with the Dodgers, Oakland, and Milwaukee. All right, very good. It's that time now, and we've got a lot to live up to after last night because we went two for two. We both went yard, Otani and Trout, so we were both right on that one. So we're going to go back to the well tonight. For me, I'm going to go with Edwin Encarnacion against the Rays in New York, and I think everybody's going to have so much attention on Mr. Stanton and so much attention on Sanchez and trying to worry about those guys that you kind of forget. And next thing you know, Edwin Encarnacion eats you for breakfast. So that's where I'm going. He's going yard tonight. How about you, Chris? What do you got? What a filthy lineup. It just I mean, really it is, is sick. And the and judge isn't back yet. It's judge is going to just... be back into that two hole. And then that lineup's going to read LeMahieu, Judge, Stanton, Sanchez, Encarnacion, Hicks, Gleber Torres, Didi Gregorius, and I don't know. I guess Void hits nine. I don't know. I mean, or maybe Petey <laughs> hits nine and Void hits eight. It's it's ridiculous. But they still need another pitcher. I think I still they do need, need another pitcher. pitcher. It's just somebody who can go five innings for them, so they can turn things over to the bullpen. Well, that's their just, That's yeah. what they think. They think they can. Yeah. They think with that bullpen, this was their whole construct from the beginning that they yeah. could get into the playoffs. They'll be good enough to get five innings, and then they hand everything over to the bullpen. And that's their concept. We'll see if it works out, but I still, I mean, well, you know what, Chris, in all fairness, maybe that pitcher is Severino in a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, good call. you're right. Maybe you know, get so when Severino comes back. Absolutely. We kind of forget if he yeah, comes back do. healthy and the Severino yeah. that we were accustomed to the last two years, striking out, you know, nine per nine and all that stuff. Then all of a sudden him and Paxson at the top of that rotation is Tanaka. that's good enough. I think yeah. to get you through. So who you got, who's going yard. We wasted enough time for you to think. So I hope you got a <laughs> we- good one. Uh, it's yeah i'm gonna head to wrigley uh with the chicago chicago matchup and i'm gonna go with anthony rizzo that was my other one that was my was it really and it's just so (laughs) nice to hear that because you're just hot fire like i can feel the heat wave here like north of the border like you were just feeling it you get it out of the way early so i know Rizzo is my call for motana yesterday hilarious i i I know we joke about interleague but i mean i like these la la chicago chicago new york new york matchups i mean it's i think this is you know guys and and for the white Sox fans they have something to be excited about with aloy jimenez you know obviously acquiring him from chicago for quintana uh, a few years back i think that's a win i think we'll we'll look back and we'll see that that was a win for the white Sox. we'll give them some i agree all right make sure you download that line star app and follow us on the twitter machine at line star app at joe pizza 17 and at chris meany and uh of course go get your fantasy football black book 2019 yes, while you're that. at it amazing get ready you. get dfs is coming for football sooner than you think that'll do it for us today there's nothing left except to step out of the on deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard we'll see you next time kids you've been listening to the dfs on deck podcast brought to you by line star hit subscribe tell a friend and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts joe pizza and chris minnie